0: Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Let's get ready to rumble! (laughs) Butt, butt, butt. There's no buts. You're
1: getting like this on me with your eyebrow raise. You are, you're getting (laughs) a little sexified. I know.
0: You're getting a little sexified.
1: Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken. And Jonathan. And if you can't hear in the background, we are at a trade show.
2: Yeah, we're in a trade show in Cleveland, Ohio. And we have a special guest today.
1: Coming to you live from Cleveland the one, the only.
2: Oren Mazzoni. Hey guys. The third. The third. The, the third. third. <laughs> Got to get that in there. And Oren uh, is the director of Sharing the Rough. The documentary that uh, is a mind-to-market.
1: Yeah, he's also a friend.
2: Thank you. That too. Yeah. Friend you guys first. are so sweet. Our families go way back in the jewelry business.
0: Our Wait. dads knew each other probably for the last 50
2: years. Yeah. Before they Should had be. gray hair. Before they had gray hair, yeah. yeah.
1: So about, what, three, four years ago, you, you went to Africa... To Mm -hmm. tell the story of a gemstone.
0: Yes. It was 2014 when we filmed. Okay. I went... um, It was January. We were there for the first, like, 17 days in East Africa filming. That was actually the second time I was there. The first time was about... was in 2013 when I first went there, just to kind of... uh, Scout? Yeah, well, I didn't even know that I was going to make a film. Yeah. I was actually in film school, and... I was invited to go to Africa just to kind of like take a little break, but I brought my camera and just kind of walked around and was filming the local people and just saw some really cool things. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go back here and I want to come back here and... and make a with, movie. Make a movie, right? Bring a full crew and...
1: Yeah.
0: It wasn't really a full crew. There was only, um, on the back side. there was only four of us, but...
1: Yeah. Now, your, your link to jewelry and gemstones goes back two or three generations.
0: Yeah, my grandfather was a watchmaker. He was from a little town called Mingo Junction, Ohio.
1: Mango Junction?
0: Mingo. Mingo, Mingo. Junction. Mingo. Yeah. It's an old it coal mining that. town. Okay. And uh, so the story that we all kind of grew up with was he quit school in the third grade and went and tried to get a little apprenticeship with, the, with this watchmaker in town. And he would never hire him. He would, didn't have any money to hire him. And um, his dad, my great-grandfather, went to the watchmaker and said, I'll give you a quarter a week to hire my son. Just give my son the quarter a week. And my grandf- so he hired my grandfather. He's, what, I don't know, how old are you in third grade? Eight. Eight,
1: yeah.
0: Pretty young, right? Yeah.
1: Eight, nine. Eight, nine. God, I'm that's
0: sure. so young. Yeah. So anyway, he got paid a quarter a week. And he would come home, and he'd give it to his father, who would then give it to the watchmaker, who would then kind of give it back to my grandfather, and then would just, like, they circle. They had course. to
2: swap quarters, so I mean, he knew it wasn't the exact same quarter every week.
0: You know,
1: year. I mean, it oh, would... How many different quarters did you have back then? It's not like well, today, guess, like, where you've got true. all the 50 states, and... Yeah,
2: that's
0: true. That was true. a lot of money back then. Yeah. I wish I had that quarter. If it was one quarter, could you imagine that?
2: Yeah, I got that traded one around. Quarter?
0: Yeah. It's
1: pretty cool. So watchmaker, and then your yeah,
0: watchmaker, and then uh, and then he had like four jewelry stores. They were super nice. I love looking at these old pictures. The black and white checkered floor. You know what is this? Is like the thirties. Yeah. Right. Thirties and forties. It's so cool. And uh, he had three brothers. They all worked in the store with him. They all had like these amazing looking suits on. It was just it's so cool looking. So.
1: And um, then your dad.
0: Yeah. So my dad took over when he was um, in his early twenties. And he's he's so it's been wow almost fifty years that he's been running the show and he's got two jewelry stores still in Michigan mm-hmm. just outside of Detroit. Or in Jewelers or in Jewelers shout out yep plug it and yeah so I worked um, I just grew up in the jewelry industry mm-hmm. I was there you know
1: you worked all in the, the store. time
0: I worked in the store the whole time when I uh, out of undergrad I worked full time for ten years yeah and it was it was really cool so. i
1: i think the jewelry industry like if you grow up into it, grow up in it it's so interesting how it it pulls you back yeah like jonathan went off and said i want nothing to do with this jewelry industry dad Two went to college, college hey i want to do something with this or in yeah. hey i want nothing to do with this jewelry business i'm going to film school and then your first like Big film is about the jewelry industry. Yeah, it just pulls
0: you back in. <laughs> it yeah.
1: does. It, it's like there's a. This just a you know what?
0: It's, it is. It's an amazing industry. It's filled with amazing people and artists. And you know, I look at even someone who's a, a businessman like my dad, who has you know two retail jewelry stores. I see the artist in him and what he's created from nothing, from mm-hmm. scratch. And there's there's just so much beauty in that. And there's there's just something about making people happy and smile and jewelry is an heirloom it is something that we have for you know we pass on to generations and yeah and it celebrates
2: and it celebrates life's happy moments moments. yeah i mean
1: you talk about doctors and they have to work with people at the at At the worst worst times of their lives and we in the jewelry industry it's it's happiness yeah absolutely it's anniversaries it's birthdays it's weddings it's celebrations so there is a there's a key component to making people happy that i think brings a lot of people into this industry
0: there's no doubt and i think that's you know the first time i went to africa that's what i saw on a completely different level than even growing up in the jewelry industry that I've ever seen before. Yeah. You know, I got to see the lives of the miners and pulling gems out of the ground and they're smiling and they're happy they're loving what they do. It was just yeah. you know, they were they were interesting and they were excited. You know, and it was just it was it was it was amazing to see and I wanted to share that. I really had no intentions of you know I didn't make this for the jewelry industry. I didn't make this because I just I saw what I saw and it was really interesting to me it was a lot of
1: I think I think it's a good story to tell too because a lot of times what you hear I mean it seems to be our news cycle is everything negative and you hear about oh it's depleting natural resources it's you know taking advantage of local people it's all these different things about our industry that can be perceived as negative negative. But then when you actually get on the ground and you meet the people that are working and you meet the people that are mining and you meet the people that are making a livelihood from it. and they you love see that what they do. You, they love what they do and you see the difference it makes in their life. And if we weren't here buying from them and supporting them, what would they be doing?
0: Yeah. And you guys have been, you know, to enough places in the world and enough mines. You've seen this. You've seen yeah. this. You've seen you've actually experienced this. And we, we do. We focus on so much negative all the time. And I don't know why. Who cares? You know, that doesn't matter. So if I went there and I saw guns and violence in this, that's probably what I would have filmed, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I didn't see that. I saw something else and I filmed that. Is there,
2: you know, whatever. That was kind of lame. <laughs> but. <clears throat> no, um,
1: you told the story that you saw. Yeah. It's yeah. not like
2: you went there to tell a specific story. You went there to tell a story and this is the story it ended up being which was a positive story because yeah. that's what you saw
0: because that's what I saw yeah you know it's it's just really easy for us to say oh this bad thing happened over there and then we just kind of think that it's or we just kind of extrapolate all across the world that that's this is this the way it is and it's not
1: when you started on your process of making this film and you were going from mind to market did you know when you went over there They were going to find gemstones that you were going to be able to cut and then build into a piece of jewelry and then sell to an end consumer? I mean, was that the idea?
0: No. I mean, it was... It It was the
1: hope?
2: It was... A idea.
1: A idea. Does that
2: make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You had multiple paths you could have taken the film depending on what actually happened. Because
0: there was no script. So I couldn't say, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. It was like, let's try and just capture... It was really, for me, it was, let's put all these people into a situation and just see what happens. Yeah. So, this, you know, we didn't know what kind of gemstone we were going to, we, I wanted to find a gemstone and I wanted to follow that gem Mm -hmm. and I wanted to, I wanted to see how all these people interact. Mm -hmm. So, there was things that I did to put this into, in place, you know, I I had some consumers, I had some retailers, I Mm -hmm. had... You know, some buyers. Um, and, you know, we had some, some people there in Kenya and Tanzania that we knew, that we had relationships with before. And we were like, let's just put all these people together and see what happens. Yeah. You know, the only, not the but, yeah, we had, I guess part of the plan was to buy a gemstone. Yeah. Or several. You know, we happened to find one that was really special. We got pretty lucky with that. That wasn't wasn't planned. Um, I had spoken with everybody beforehand. I was like, "Listen, if you, I want to take the gem. I want to buy something, follow it, trace it. I want to take it home. I want to cut it. I want to put it into a piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, if if we can get someone interested in buying it, cool. If it ends up in a museum, at that part, I at that point, I really didn't know where the end." piece would Endgame go would yeah be. at the end game i had no idea yeah you know and i wasn't even really i couldn't even really think about that because i have 20 people you know yeah in africa right now and i'm trying <laughs> to just kind of like manage that <laughs> manage you know? 20 people in yeah. africa yeah
1: i think it's cool too that the stone you found was a garnet mm-hmm. kiwi garnet is what yeah. you call it in the film and how important east africa has become in the last few years as far as Garnet is concerned. I mean,
2: yeah, huge amounts of huge amount of finds in really fine garnet. Like, I kind of feel like that was almost like the start. Yeah, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, like they've always awesome. found
2: garnets, but the fact that like the quality and the marketability and everything really has taken off since then.
1: I mean, we talk about the gemstone market now, and East Africa is where it's at right now at this point. It used to be, you know, Ceylon, Thailand, but right now, East Africa.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, these these are, like, like I said, I grew up in the jewelry industry, and I we didn't have these. We didn't have grape garnet. No. You know, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's natural. It's unheated. It's untreated. It it's comes out of the ground exactly as it is. You guys have made, you know, the jewelry line that you guys have designed, incorporating the rough gemstones... It's, it's just really cool. You yeah, know?
1: so we should probably say that we partnered with Oren and put together a jewelry line that... Be- of the same of name. Of the same name, Sharing the Rough, that features gemstones from East Africa.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, what was your original idea of why why put together a jewelry line at all? Well, it so it's something that I had been
0: thinking about doing it's something that you know there was sometimes when I was thinking about the reason why it all kind of started was I had collaborated with so many people on a different level to make this movie within the jewelry industry you know I had I had friends that I've met that that um, were jewelry designers you know small little designers that would do some photography for me that Mm -hmm. some of their photography was used in the movie or you know, I would go to different. Um, I would go to different trade shows. I would meet uh, you know our, our sponsors, American Gem Society and Jewelers Mutual. They were, you know, they were awesome. They I, I did a lot of traveling around the country, and I I've probably been you know I don't know how many shows I've done total now. I have to check, but I, probably upwards of like seventy-five to a hundred shows across the country. We've been in you know over fifty theaters. Yeah, and. I've just I met so many people, and I just saw, I saw a story there. You know, I saw the film was its own story.
1: I think that with the jewelry, what in what inspired us, Jonathan and myself, to get involved in the project was the opportunity to be able to give back as well. Yeah, I mean, in the film, you talk about the the school, the Kidarini School and the Arusha School for Cutting, and that we could take some some of the sales from the sharing the rough line and give it back to the Kitarini school and the school in Arusha to teach teach people how to cut gemstones um, and that kind of ties back into our industry and and gives back to the people that are closest to the source
2: yeah and that that was that was my whole feeling is is when I saw the film I kind of was like oh that's really cool but you know it it I think it's interesting and neat but how does that pertain to me, to what I do on a daily basis? And then when you brought up the idea, hey, about partnering together on the line, it like everything just clicked in my head. Like, hey, this is now I can actually do something for the for the people closest that I didn't feel like I really had an opportunity outside of just you know giving or money, an, which wasn't yeah. enough. Or an to me. avenue. Yeah, or and an s- avenue.
0: you know since we since we really kind of started talking about this a few years ago, not the jewelry line itself, but when you saw sharing the rough, you know, and and. We became closer, mm-hmm. you know, and and we were talking about different ideas and what we could do to make a difference in the jewelry industry, we're, you know, maybe possibly doing our own filming. Right. And, you know, and then on the side, what's happening is I'm thinking about, and I'm talking to different people about, you know, doing something that would make an impact, that would carry on the film, that could be a jewelry line, and, and you were always excited. So when we talked about that... I think it was in Seattle when we talked about it the first time. Yeah. And you were like, you were super excited about it. And you guys have done everything like naturally, organically, who you are that matches like the film and, and the Devon Foundation and the, you know, the love for gemstones and the love for garnets and the love you guys have for jewelry and, and the, the, the generational importance of jewelry. Yeah. And it's just within you guys, and it was just perfect, and we could feel that it was kind of perfect from the beginning. Yeah. So everything you guys have done has, has been, you know, just so amazing. I mean, we have a story, we have a movie, and now we have a jewelry line with a story that is so powerful that I don't know, <clears throat> I've never seen anything like it before. I don't know that it exists outside of this, you know, with giving back, and I yeah. mean... Who sits, you know, who's sitting down at this show and every time they write an order, they're giving to, to a foundation that's supporting their industry. Yeah. And it's direct. It's like the Devon Foundation, they, they're not sending money to, to just here you go. We're just going to wire this money to Africa and we have no idea where it's going. No, they deliver it themselves. They're delivering food. They're delivering books. They're delivering lapidary equipment. It's directly helping Directly the affecting entire the industry. Yeah. yeah, I
1: liked it too. When we last spoke, we talked about the the gem cutting school in Arusha and how they were focusing on a lot of females. Yeah, a lot of women that would be left to no other no other career but prostitution. Yeah, and they're being taken into this gem cutting school and taught a trade that where they can support themselves.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, Nancy Sherry and the Devon Foundation are really they're really saving lives, and Peter Sala, the director of the Arusha Gem School, um, you know, they're they're doing an amazing thing. Yeah. You know, and for the people, giving them an art. Yeah. You know, um, helping them with the gems, helping them, le- you know, learn how to cut gems. It's, and, and it's they,
1: timely too, because the country of Tanzania wants the gemstones cut there. Yes. They don't want the raw materials exported. And then cut somewhere else. They would yeah, like. They want to add additional value. They want to add value to the stones inside the country. Absolutely, so and it's they really deserve it. Too. It's, it's they their, do. It's, it's their. It's their natural resource. resource. Yeah. Exactly.
0: You know, and you know, we talk about in the film. I don't know exactly what the numbers are today. You know, but we talk about all the gems that are shipped out of the country. You know, and sometimes it could be you know ten cents on the dollar of, of what they're getting for what they could actually get if they could finish the stones themselves, and they're a long way away from being able to. Have the industry that other countries have right now, but I mean, what does that mean? What is a long way away, and what is it? What does it matter? We have to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, have to give them the tools. Give them the tools to grow.
0: Yeah, and there's you know there's amazing people that have that have you know been a really part of of the growth there, like Nancy Sherman and Devin, like the people in the film Monica Stevenson and Roger Derry and Charlie Carmona mm-hmm. and really everybody you know June and Danuta. They're all. They're all really helping to, to
2: make everything grow there. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, so what is your website if people want to either order the film so that they can see it, or is there any other place for them to see it? So right now
0: the film is available on DVD and Blu-ray. You can go to sharingtherough.com to check that out. Um, eventually we're hoping that it's going to be on you know, Amazon or Netflix or something like that. Right now it's not just because I've kind of been doing everything out of my, my little office at home. Um, true independent film, which is...
1: It's Your basement <laughs> office like our basement where exactly. we, film ju- or we yeah. record Jim Junkies. <laughs> yeah, see, this
0: is all... This is true indie here. Yeah,
1: we're, this yeah. is true indie.
0: <laughs> right? But it's fun, you know. It, it's fun because we get to, you know, have our own little creative control. And, yeah. I don't know, you know, whatever. Um, if you want to learn more about the Devon Foundation, that's devonfoundation.com. There's tons of information there. And if you want to help support... Um,
1: if you have any questions or anything like that, you can also always email us at Gem at ParlayGems.com too and we'd be happy to
2: put you in touch with the right, you
1: in the right direction. If you want to see the film.
2: Yeah, we also are, are setting up a bunch of uh, showings all over the country this fall, special events to uh, launch the line and uh, to show the film some more. So that's something else that we'll be posting on our website. kind of and we'll be posting on social media as it's coming so that if you're near any of those cities definitely uh let us know and we can uh we can get you tickets to those shows
1: yeah
0: yeah and you can also you know check out social media check out parlay gems and and sharing the rough on instagram and facebook and um you'll be able to see different show dates and you'll be able to see pictures of the amazing jewelry uh Yeah, it's really cool.
1: So I know it was a bit different than what we typically talk about, which is gemstones. But thank you so much for coming on this little adventure with us. And we think it's a super important story that needs to be told and needs to be heard. And um, we're super excited to, one, be friends with Oren because he's kind of cool. And his fiancé works for Disneyland. So that is awesome.
0: (laughs) What's up, Leslie? (laughs) Hi, Les.
1: So now she has to listen to it because we gave her a shout-out. This is what yeah. I always do. Like I shout out people, and I'm like, you got to listen to it. Right?
0: That's the way to do it.
1: <laughs> and we want to um, thank you guys again for listening to us for, I don't know, 30 minutes or something like that. And we will see you next week with a gemstone. Maybe spinel next maybe week. Maybe spinel.
2: Wow. I'm, I'm kind
1: of into spinel lately. So.
2: All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Sometimes in my heels, I feel powerful.